Sunday, March 25th, 2012, Pesach Institute, Rabbi Shalom Sender Shlita, Rosh Hashiva, Hilchas Pesach Shir, given by Rabbi West. Um, so we're going to discuss this week the halachas continuing preparing for Pesach. We're going to discuss the halachas regarding chametz, obviously. Pesach is all pretty much a lot about chametz. Discuss the halachas of chametz as the relevant and the pertain to medicines cosmetics and other products, non-food products that people have around the house with regards to their, their uh, the kashra status for Pesach. So just first, uh, just by way of introduction, it's, 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 it's interesting to note that the situation in, in kashras, specifically for Pesach, changed a lot over the last couple of years, 20 years, whatever it is. You know, 50 years ago, we're not even talking back in Europe, you know, in the 70 years ago, but here in the United States, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even a couple of years ago, the amount of products that were available for Pesach was minimal. It was pe- there was uh, matzah, and then there was uh, uh, potatoes, you know, and oil, and that was like, you know, the staple of most people's Pesach. And and they didn't have the list and the, the products that are available today, and it was much more difficult to, to, to find out and to ascertain what has comments, what doesn't. And generally, Pesach was much more complicated. And specifically, relevant to, to, to medicines and, and non-food items, people, there was much more uh, lack of knowledge of what was actually going on with, with it, what, 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 what was in all these things. And it was, it was much more difficult to know what was really, to find things that were kosher to Pesach, or to know what had comments in it, what didn't, and what was kosher to Pesach. But nowadays, Baruch Hashem, Akshadari, that there's so many lists that every organization, every cashless organization gives that list before Pesach of, of products which are okay, which are permitted, the ones which are not, which are not a problem. So the situation has gotten Baruch Hashem a lot better. It's gotten a lot easier, specifically with regards to these, to these items. So to cover all the specifics is, is difficult because you know every pro- every product is, is different and every product is different companies and every company has a different line and even the lines is different so specifics you know the we're just going to speak today about the column about the rules the general rules and where what what it's all based on and where it comes from and and, and through that hopefully Bez Hashem will will try to try to come out with some specifics and how it how it pertains to us so the first rule to know when it comes to, to these items, non-food items and things like that, is a uh, sif and shulchan So we mentioned last week that we know chametz. There's two problems with chametz. There's, there's, there's numerous isurim, numerous um, things which are about chametz which are not permitted. We're not allowed to eat chametz on Pesach. We're not allowed to benefit from chametz on Pesach. And we're not only not only can't we benefit from the chametz, we can't even have chametz in our house during Pesach. We can't have chametz in our house during Pesach. That's the Isra Bayra Bayimatsi. Okay, but that's all regular chametz. You have a loaf of bread, you have a bagel, you have a slice of pizza, something like that. You can't eat it, you can't have it in your house, you can't benefit, you can't sell it, you can't benefit from it. But then it says in Shulchan Aruch the following. It says in Shulchan Aruch that he vedover shinisar chametz. Chametz shinis afshish kaivis manisur. A person has a piece of chametz. And before Pesach, this piece of chametz got moldy. And it's not fit for consumption. And it's not fit for consumption. Even a dog won't be able to consume this piece of chametz. It's not fit for consumption. Or, 
it got burnt. I should start with the ash. You burnt a piece of chametz, the nechrach, and it got so charred and it's like a piece of charcoal. Ad she'en reila kelef. A dog can't even eat this piece of chametz anymore. Says in Shulchan Aruch, mutter l'kaim of the Pesach. A piece of chametz which is not fit for consumption, even of a dog, is not included in the iser of having chametz in your house. You're allowed to keep that chametz around your house during Pesach. <laughs> The only type of chametz which is not permitted is chametz which is, is edible. Edible chametz is not permitted. Chametz which is non-edible to the point that even a dog won't eat it, that's permitted for a person to keep in his house during Pesach. Not a problem. Mutter l'chatchila, not a problem. Okay. Now the Shulchan the, the Mishnabur brings down that he's really quoting a rush. And the rush says the following. The rush says, this is only true regarding keeping in your house. But let's say you have a piece of chametz which is not edible for even for a dog, but you want to eat it. You eat it. You want to eat it. Are you allowed to eat it on Pesach? So you're allowed to keep it in your house. But let's say you want to, why do you want to eat it? I don't know. He, he likes strange. He likes strange foods. So he wants to eat a piece of a piece of chametz which has a terrible taste. Well, even the dog is not going to eat it. But he wants to eat it. Is he allowed to eat that chametz or not? So the Mishabura quotes a rush. and the rush says. That it's also to eat midr Why? Even though even though it's nisamichlas kelev, it's not a normal it's it's not it's not a normal thing to eat. It's not food. But since he wants to eat it, there's a concept a concept of achshave. The achshave means they give something chashivos. They give something important. Although on its own right, it's, we can't say rightfully that it's chametz and it's real chametz according to the Torah. But since you went ahead and ate the chametz and you put it into your mouth, and for you, you decided, for me personally, I'm going to eat this food. For me, it's food. So the fact that the achshavei, I gave it chashivas, I gave it importance, my giving importance is what upgrades it back to the level of food, and midrabanon, I'm forbidden to eat it. So, so, but says the Mishabura, that's all if I eat it willingly. If I put it into my mouth, I want to eat it. Unless it falls into my soup. I have a piece of chametz which is not royal achilos kelv hanging on top of my on top of my stove, and during Pesach somehow a piece of falls into to, to my cholin, and I want to know if I'm allowed to eat it. The answer is yes, because I wasn't I didn't give give it any chashivos I didn't give it any importance I didn't do anything to it to 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 upgrade it to food level. It happened by itself. Since I wasn't the one who gave it its importance, it happened by itself. So then. There's no problem for me to eat it. Only problem is if I go eat it specifically, willingly, intentionally. That's that's with that I'm giving importance. If I don't do that, then I don't give it importance, and it's, it's permitted to be. Eaten. So we see. So we see that when it comes to 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 food, the only food which is, the only things which are, are are forbidden to eat are things which are edible. Things which are not edible, minatayr is permitted. However, if I go ahead and eat it, that's the concept of achshave, and the fact that I gave it importance, that upgrades it and turns it back into food, midrabanan, and midrabanan, I'm not allowed to eat it. So, talking first about medicines. Many of the medicines that we have nowadays, they come in capsules, and things like that. There's the active ingredient, which is uh, a drug, which is no chametz, obviously, most of the time. And many times, they have in them a binder, Something which like, makes up the mass of the of, of the of the tablet of the of the capsule, whatever it is, which at times that binder may at times be a chametz sticker binder. It may be a binder made from chametz. However, so even though it's chametz, but it's not many times. Usually, it's not something which is royal achilas kelo. 
Why? It's not something which is fit for human consumption, even for an animal. Why? Because it has a bit of taste. It doesn't taste good. That's why something they have to put, a, a, you know, some, some sweetness on the outside to give it a little more, a little more taste. Otherwise, it has no taste. It doesn't taste good. It's like it's like it's like dust. It, has no, it doesn't have a good taste. So most of our most of the things that we have, many of the things we have, are included in this rule of something which is nisal meachilas kelav. Most of our medicines. If it's nisal meachilas kelav, so we know that you're allowed to keep it in your house. There's no problem with keeping it in your house. Even if even if it has chametz, there's no problem keeping it in, the, in your house. But what about eating it? You're allowed to eat it. So we saw here in the Mishnah Baruch, quoting a Rosh, saying, although you're allowed to keep it in your house, but if you eat it, your Apshaveh, you're giving it importance, and you're giving importance, forbids you to eat it. So, Midrabana. But Midrabana, we keep Midrabana also. So Midrabana, you can't eat it. You're right, Midrabana. But since there's an Apshaveh, and if I eat it, and I want to eat it, then, then I should be, it should be forbidden to eat. Yes. Eating it for, for eating or for medicine? Oh, oh, so you're saying very good. Right. Oh, so you're saying, but you know, I'm not really eating because I enjoy the taste. I don't like things that taste bitter. I, a person has a headache or he has a, has a cold or he has a strep throat, whatever he has. That's what I say. Right. So, just trying to say why it should be awesome before we get to... <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's so that's since so really it's nisam mechilas kelim most of the time, so and that's I'm allowed, I'm allowed to keep my house. But if I eat it, there's an achshave which makes it also medrabanan. Okay, so now so so what's the question? Is there any heter? Is any any is it permitted for me to eat it? So there's a few heterim which are which are mentioned, and to speak out one or two of them, um, one of the first one the main heter is really based on a gemara in Pesachim. The gemara Pesachim says the following. There was a story there that Mar Baravashi found Ravina, the Shayefle Labrati, Begurt Gurki the Arla. Mar Baravashi found Ravina. Was he had he had oil? Oil was made out of Arla. Arla is something with the first three years of the fruits, which is Asr Bahana. He now has benefited from it, and he had oil made from it. And he was smearing his daughter. She had uh, she had uh, blisters. She was, she, he was smearing the, the, the blisters with this oil made out of Arla. So Omar lay, so he says, so Marbar Vashi said to him, Amir the Omra Bonon Sakona. If she's a Shasakona, if it's a life threatening thing that she has, so he can't do anything. Then, he, then, then of course you could go use something which is Asr Bahana. It's not a problem, it's life threatening. But Shaloi Bishas Sakona Mi Omar is something, it's not a Shasakona. She's uncomfortable and she's a Chayla Shame, she's sick. And she's, but she doesn't have a, a life-threatening illness. So if there's nothing life-threatening, do the Rabbanon say it's permitted to use? So Omar Lay, so there's two answers in the Gemara that Ravina said. First answer he said is, Hi, Ishsa, Tzimir, Sanami, First answer he said was, what she has is a Shasa Zakon. She has something which is life-threatening. Since it's life-threatening, therefore it's not permitted. However, there's another Teretz Gemara says, Omar Lay, Midi, Derech he answered, am I doing something the normal fashion of benefiting from, from this, this oil here? It's not the normal way to benefit from the oil. Rashi explains that this oil, the normal way to, to get oil out of olives is you cook it and then you press it and then you take, you take the oil out the regular way. He didn't do it like that. He just took the olives themselves and took the first oil which came out and that's the, the oil that he used to, to, to smear. So it's called Shiloi Kedarechana. He was benefiting, the, not the normal fashion of, of benefiting from it. So, it's learned out of here a halacha, which is very relevant to us, and it's brought down to Shulchan Aruch, that if a person has a, a chayla, which is aimed by sakana, someone has a sickness, which is not life-threatening. We'll discuss life-threatening later, but a non-life-threatening illness, 
which a person has, a person is allowed to benefit from something which is normally forbidden in a manner which is the, not the regular way of benefiting. The example the Gemara uses over here is using oil, in the, in the, not, the not, norm, not regular oil from the olives. That's one example. Another example, the place can say, is someone has a food which doesn't have a good taste to it, and you eat the food which doesn't have a good taste, that's called shalai kadara That's not a normal way, that's not the normal benefit, that's not called normally benefiting from, from, from this thing. Eating something that has a bitter taste, which you're eating because it's medicine, and you want to feel better, that's called shalai kadara And it says in Shulchan Aruch, in, in Yeridea, that uh, based on this Gemara, that a person, if a person has a chayla shayim by sakana, even aim by sakana, there's no life-threatening illness, a person could benefit shalai kederachana, not the normal way of benefiting. So to eat food which has a, a bitter taste, which doesn't taste good, is permitted for a chayla to heal and to heal a chayla shayim by sakana, based on this Gemara. So this, this is very applicable for the pills or a person has uh, the medicine, whatever the tablets, whatever it is. Because these things, like we said, they have a bitter taste, they're really most of the time, the nifsam achilas kelev. And the nifsam achilas kelev, so you ought to keep them in your house. But on top of that, when you eat them, you're saying there's an achshave, you give them, you, give, you, 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 you upgrade the status to food now. But, since when we eat them, it's called shloik derechana, eating them is not the normal way of benefiting from something like this. You don't eat, you don't eat bitter things. And eating is called Shuloi Kedarachana. Since it's Shuloi Kedarachana, not the normal way of benefiting, benefiting it, it's permitted for a Chayla Sha'im Baisaka. Permitted. So that's one, one heter that the place can say. That's the ma- a major heter that the place can say to, for a person to take medicine, even though you know for sure it has Chametz in it, it be permitted because it's called Shuloi Kedarachana. Another head of the place can say is, similar to what you mentioned before, the only way that it became forbidden was because when I ate it, I upgraded to the level of food. Right? It's called Akshavay. I gave it importance. But they say it only applies the concept of Akshavay if I'm eating it because I want the food. If I'm, eating, if I'm eating it as a food, and I, I eat strange things, I eat moldy bread. So if I eat moldy bread, so for me, it's at the level of food. But that's all if I'm eating because I'm eating it for, for a meal. But if I'm just eating it because, because uh, I, I have a headache, so I'm not eating because of food, so the whole concept of achshavate doesn't apply over here. Because I'm just eating it as, as a medicine. If I'm eating it as a medicine, the, the, whole, the whole concept of achshavate doesn't even come into play over here. And, and that's another reason why I should be permitted. A third seer, a third, a third, a third uh, angle to look at also, another, some place can say, it's a machlaikis, it's a machlaikis, and, and, and many don't say, many, many, many say otherwise, but there are places who say that swallowing something without chewing is also not the normal way to eat something. When you eat something, you chew it, and you, you know, you, and you, you chew it over a few minutes, something you just drop in your mouth, and you swallow whole, that's swallowing a, a pill, something like that, that's not called a normal fashion of eating, and again, that's also mutter for chayloshim so these are the, 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 the different angles and the different, a number of different reasons why it should be permitted for a person who has a sickness to take something, take things which may even have comments in them. Okay, so that's, those are, that's where it's all based on, that's where it's coming from. Let's try to catch, bring this out a little to Halach HaLamaisa. If you have someone a chayla she'ein, but someone has a chayla she'yesh Chayla she'yesh means a person is not well, and it's a life-threatening illness. Life-threatening illness. 
So there, the halachs are much more relaxed. And we know that a person can do anything in the whole Torah to heal somebody who has a, a life-threatening thing, except for the three, the three Gilirai, Shvichas Dovim, except for the three Vigaveris, but everything else is permitted, and certainly Chametz is permitted, everything is permitted for someone who has a Sakha. Now, what's included in something? What's included? What does it mean? So does a life threatening? Doesn't so? Of course, it means somebody who's in the hospital and, uh, and all that. But it doesn't just mean that. It means someone has a condition that, if it's left untreated, <laughs> will turn into a life threatening thing. If someone has uh, someone has diabetes, so if he doesn't take his medicine, so it's a life threatening illness. If someone has a heart condition and he doesn't take it doesn't take what he's supposed to be taking, that'll turn into a life threatening thing. So even though right now it may not be life threatening, but a person's not obligated to wait till they carry him out on a stretcher. A person if 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 he knows that if he doesn't take care of himself now, it'll turn into a life threatening thing that's included regarding what Allah is, the Shabbos, everything. That's included in the Khaila Shiesh by Sakana, and therefore we say everything is permitted. And this says the Shulchan Aruch. Just a clarification on that. Yeah. When, it, when it's left untreated, now let's say for Shabbos, yeah. if it's left untreated for a week, it'll become life-threatening, but if it's untreated for a day, do they make a difference? You know, in other words... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's the good child. Yeah. If it's, if it's really on Shabbos, we'll turn in. That's, that's, that's a good question. However, a person should know that it's true for so if there's any question of an illness which could possibly, is a possibility of turning to a life-threatening illness, Everything is permitted, but it says in Shulchan Aruch that if a person can have the same treatment without chametz, then he should try to find that, so he should do it in that, in that way. Meaning, if they have a person is taking, uh, uh, taking, uh, taking pills every day for, for, uh, for a heart condition, and it has, he knows it has chametz in it, but he knows he can get uh, something else, which is the doctor, and he speaks to a doctor about it, a person should speak to a doctor in the row, and he'll tell him it'll, it'll and he'll, he can do, take something which will have the same effect and will heal him the same way, switch for a week, it won't be a problem, and it won't have chametz in it, then it says in Shulchanach, a person should do that. So although a person can do everything at his availability, but if a person has the option of doing it in a way of, of taking something which is not chametz, then a person should avail himself to that. If there's no choice, so then a person could, but again, a person could die if a person has a situation like that. If he knows that he has to take something which has chametz in it, it's could die to speak to a rav before, a doctor, a rav before, find if there's another option. And if there's not, there are ways before Pesach to, to, lessen, to lessen the chametz. And it's, if a person has a situation, a situation like that, a person should speak to a rav and find out what to do, how to, how to avoid it. Then we have a chayla she'ein sakana. So you have a, this is a chayish yesh basically. It's a life-threatening illness. But Baruch Hashem, many, not everyone, and most people don't have that. Sometimes you have a person with a chayish yesh which means he's not well, he's sick, but he's not, he's not, uh, it's not life-threatening. So what's included in, in something which is non-life-threatening illness? So it doesn't just mean somebody who has a, a small headache. It says in Shulchan Aruch that somebody who is either chayla kalgufay, he's he's sick, you know, from from top to bottom. It's not just a localized thing, a localized thing. It's something which is. <coughs> It's his, excuse me, something affects, affects his whole body. Or, it's, it's severe enough that he's a knife a mishkov. He can't function properly. He can't function. He's, he has a headache. He's a small headache. Okay, not so bad. You know, he could function, but you know, it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable doesn't necessarily fall under Chayla Shein Beisakana. Chayla Shein is referring to knife a mishkov, which means somebody, the headache is such that he, he lies down, or he, can't, he, sits, he sits in his place, he can't function normally. Something like that is included in a Chayla Shein Beisakana. 
if someone has a situation like that, a very bad headache, or something, you know, something bothering which, which affects it, so then it's called a chayla shayin by sakana. If you have this person, a person like that, and he wants to take medicine, so then we tell him that we learned before that there's numerous reasons why a person should be allowed to take something even though he knows he has chametz in it. He says, because it's only also because of Ashley. And we said, Shalai Kedar Hanal. And you're eating it. And you're not eating it because of the taste. You only need it because, because for the food. For the so there's numerous reasons that the place can say that it's permitted, for, even for Chayla She'en Bay Sakana. A person is sick and he doesn't have a life threatening thing. There's no question it's going to come to, to, to become more severe. But it's something which, which really bothers him. He can't function. He's permitted to take things which have Amikra. Then he's permitted to take things which, even though he knows there's Hamats in it. And that because that'll make him better. Why? Because he's just swallowing, he's just swallowing the thing whole, and has a bitter taste, and it's mostly mishalachilos kalab. Therefore, be permitted for him to take these 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 uh, these these the medicines. The place can say even if it's a, a liquid, it's it's not just a tablet. It's a liquid. If it doesn't have a good taste to it, it's also permitted. Then there's an interesting chapter from Shlomo Zalman. He says that sometimes you can have a, the, the pill itself is bitter and doesn't taste good. So what do they do? They put on the outside a coating which has some sugar on it to make it taste better. But the sugar on the outside sometimes may have chametz. A person has to check. It's possible they may coat it sometimes with with chametz on the outside. But if the outside coating is just does not have chametz on it, so you would say that perhaps it's not permitted because the whole heter is based on the fact. That is nisam mechilas kelav has a bitter taste, and this pill doesn't have a bitter taste to it, because you see it's coated on the outside with a sweet taste. So Shlomo Zalman says that's also permitted. Why? Because that doesn't change the essence of the, the chametz. The chametz itself has no taste, and the chametz itself is bitter. They just put something sugar coated on the outside to make it a little sweet. That doesn't change the essence of the chametz, and the chametz is still considered nisam mechilas kelav. And Shlomo Zalman says that would be also permitted to take to take on Pesach. The one thing you could, a person could potentially run into to, to issues with chametz, by by which doesn't have a, a life-threatening thing, is chewable tablets which have a good taste, or liquid which has a good taste, which some they have for, for children and things like that. They have they have things which which have which they have a good taste. You taste it, you chew it, you can eat it like a regular thing, and it has a good taste. Something like that. If it has chametz in it. So there, the Atarim don't apply. Because all the Atarim are, the first step of any Hetar is based on the fact that it's a Chayla, excuse me, that it's, that it, that doesn't have a good taste. That's Nifsa Machilas Kelab. Once, once you've gotten past that, once, if you don't have that first step, that it's Nifsa Machilas Kelab, it, it doesn't have, if it has a good taste, it doesn't have that bitter taste to it, so then, it's a, then, then, it's much more difficult to find a Hetar. Because it's real Chametz. And it's real, it's real Chametz for somebody who doesn't have a life-threatening thing, that's not permitted. If someone's a life-threatening chasashom, so then of course he could do it. But if someone does not have a life-threatening thing, it's just a chayla she'ebay sakana, and it's a, 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 a medicine that has a good taste, it's a chewable thing, it has a good taste, not just coated on the outside, but it actually has a good taste, or it's a liquid which has a good taste to it, so there, the place can say it's a problem, and, and there a person, that, that, that's a problem, the halacha in Imeka, then it's a problem. The RH is, so if a person has a shayla, again, all these things, we're speaking rules, and if anyone has specific questions, it is worth Kedai to speak to a Rav, and there are Aetis, and there are ways to, to, to avoid it, but this is just, as a general rule, a general overview, these are, these are the rules. Yes? Yes? Yeah.
even if it's coated and has a good taste, and you want to say it shouldn't be permitted for that reason, yeah. why can't you just go on to the second reason where you say you're lighting it for food purposes? What you, what you need every heter to, together to make it permitted? Yeah, yeah. So, so the, it's, it's, I said a few reasons yeah. together, yeah. and it's really based on the few reasons together. Just to I take out, you can't, you know, uh, right. So each, so you can't, you can't just base on that reason alone. It's, uh, it's, it's because of the fact that it's, it's bitter. Yeah. Uh, for um, so this, all this notwithstanding, again, this is all if there are no other options. If there are other options, and it makes no difference, you get a generic, or you get this, and that this doesn't make no difference, and it doesn't make a difference, it has from doesn't have chametz. So again, we go back to the rule that if it's possible to get something without chametz in it, not toy. If you get something without chametz, why? Then you don't have to get involved in all that terim, and, and there's no and there's no reason for it. Just like even by chalishayshvi sakano. We saw in Shulchan Aruch, it says in Shulchan Aruch that it's permitted to do anything, even with chametz, but if you have the option without chametz, take without chametz. The same thing applies over here also. That there's an option without chametz, that a person should, should, should take the option without chametz. If this, if this chametz, there's no choice, then again, all this would be permitted, all the places can say all this would be permitted, like the rules we just, we just, uh, just spoke out. It comes to, to vitamins, so vitamins is something that's a little bit a uh, borderline thing because many times people take vitamins just as a supplement and it's not really something, not really chaylu shayim beisakana. It just makes them feel a little, it makes them feel better, but it's not necessarily, they don't necessarily go into the guidelines of chaylu shayish beisakana, oh, excuse me, chaylu shayim beisakana. It's just, it's just a, you know, a little upgrade, a little boost, something like that. So that's really a shayla, it's a question of taking vitamins that's more stringent, more chamer, and a shayla should be asked about taking vitamins on, on Pesach, if they have chamers. They don't have chamers, that's fine. Of course. Yeah. Well, cholesterol medication would be in the same category as vitamins, probably. I mean, it hasn't been proven that high cholesterol is a problem, and right. so... So it's right. like maintenance? I don't, has anyone That's quite, it's, it's, I would certainly it's think it's a chaylish, Maybe it's a chaylish, let me see, it's not proven. I mean, don't, don't talk to my doctor, they fought with me on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shayla, a rough should be asked about cholesterol. If it, 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 it would have chametz in it, it's possible that it may not be a, it may not be considered even like a chaylish, even though you could say a person doesn't take it, it could bring to a life-threatening thing, but it's, it's so far, it's so far right, it's such a, such a far removed thing. Okay. And this medicine thing, I mean, there's books, I guess, that you go to the store and tell us what right. the book is. But those apply to like, some name drug, name brand drug. And you've got a generic, say, a cholesterol right. medication. I mean, right, right. right. The, the books today have the generics, the regular ones. They're 500 pages thick. They have a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of information. There. So usually they cover the, the gamut. Cover the gamut. And, and at least most of the time they say rules and they say what has a problem. You know, some things don't have a problem at all. They know that these, these things, there's nothing to be nervous about. There's no chance that certain companies don't use any, any comments or whatever. Yes. Like someone like nose spray, it's not falling somewhere. Like, it's not really true because you're not taking it in another way. It's not so. Right, right. Nose spray is definitely, definitely much easier because you don't need it. Right. We'll see in a minute things which are not, which you don't put into your mouth, which you just uh, apply to your body. That's much, much better. Most places can say it's not a problem. Yes. I can see how these, the term referred to the of eating homeless, but how do these, the term address the issue of seeing homeless or having homeless? Right, right. How do these, how do you, seeing can eat, you just can't have it. So, yeah, it'd be hard to do that. You can't eat it without having it. Right, so, so that's a good question. So the answer is, because, which, like we explained earlier, that really it's, it's, it's something which is nifsa ma'chilas kelim. It's really not, uh, an animal, an animal's not going to eat it. The only reason, wh- and, and something which an animal is not going to eat, which a dog is not going to eat, you're allowed to keep in your house during Pesach. 
The only reason why it's forbidden is because you're eating it and you're actually and you upgrade it into a food because you're eating it. That only applies to eating. But if the eating is permitted because you have all these heterim, because it's chalashem besakon, etc., etc., that, and that lets you eat it, so then, again, we fall back to, the, to what we said earlier, that something like that you'll have to keep in your house. Because since it's, it's really nifsam echilas kelev, it's okay to keep around the house. Clarify, we're saying that the iser of possessing or seeing only refers to publishing this pristine state. I wouldn't say pristine, I would say anything which is edible. Edible to, 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 to a human or even to, to an animal. Right. So once, once, once you're in the realm, right. the dog would eat it, and possession is possession. Right, and exactly. Is, that, yeah. is there a knocking that the place can make when they're differentiating between eating and swallowing? Like, it's not normally... There is. There are some Paiskim who say, earlier Paiskim who say that swallowing something without eating is not considered eating. It's, it's called Shalei Kedera Chachila. Right. And it would be permitted for Chayla Shain Bay Zakar. There are Paiskim who say, but many Paiskim argue. Many Paiskim argue, they say even if you're swallowing it whole, that's also considered that's also considered eating. So I, I mentioned it earlier, that's one of, the, uh, one of the angles to use as a heter, but that's just combined with everything else. Okay, um, so this is, this, is, this is relevant to chametz in pills and medicine, stuff like that. If something does not have chametz in it, just has kidneys, kidneys, which means not chametz itself, it's legumes, it can come from cornstarch, a lot of it, a lot of, many times the binders are made from cornstarch, not made from chametz itself, that's much easier, because even though Ashkenazim do not eat kidneys during Pesach, we don't eat things which are made from legumes during Pesach, but that's only, that's not, that's just a, a later minute, which, which happened later, and therefore for any question of a chaylash, that would be permitted, and you don't even have to come on to any of this, any of the discussion we had earlier. So something which has kidneys is much, much easier, and much, much easier to have in Pesach, as any questions, or question of a sickness. Okay, so now, moving on to, to cosmetics, and, and things, uh, things like that, things which you don't eat, things which you smear, you put on, you apply. So many of these products have uh, some sort of alcohol, base in them. So there's something called ethyl alcohol, which is an alcohol, which is made out of, sometimes it's made out of, of grains, it's made out of chametz, real chametz, and sometimes it's made out of kidneys, it's made out of corn, and something like that. So it's made out of corn and it's kidneys, so then it's, it's much, much easier, it's not real chametz. But sometimes it is made out of real chametz, and it's possible to have ethyl alcohol, which is real chametz, and it's even fit for, for human consumption. But what, what, uh, what they do, what the companies do is, it seems that in the United States, the, the tax on alcohol, red, uh, edible alcohol is much higher than, than, than alcohol which is not edible. So what they do is, if they're going to make a, a cream or a moisturizer or deodorant or something like that, why are they going to go have to pay the extra tax on the, the alcohol which is fit for human consumption? They'll, they'll take the alcohol, they'll go, they, they put something, some chemicals in it, and they'll make it, they'll be, they'll, they'll, they'll be plaguing it, they'll make it not, non-edible, and once it's non-edible, so then it's ready, it's non-edible, so it's non-edible, and then it doesn't fall into that, uh, that tax category. And therefore, they'll save a few dollars, and they'll make a few more dollars. So that's something called denatured alcohol. It really originally starts as ethyl alcohol, which is really chametz gomer. If it's made, again, sometimes it's made out of corn, it was not a problem. But if it's made out of real chametz, then it is a problem. But afterwards, the, the, the process is that they put other things into it, and they make it not fit for human consumption. And so then, so, so it seems that such alcohol, which is called denatured alcohol, is, is, doesn't fall into the category, it falls into the category of something which is nisam achilas kelev, something which is not fit for human consumption. And would have all the rules that we said earlier. 
However, there are many Paiskim who say, many of the recent Paiskim, by Shafansky, Rabbi Yaakov Kamnetsky, Rabbi Kohler, and others, they say that this kind, this alcohol, this denatured alcohol, although it started off edible, they put some things into it, some chemicals into it, which, uh, which is pagan, it makes it not fit for human consumption. But they say that if a person really wants, it's not that difficult to, to, to reconfigure it and turn it into edible alcohol. It's not such a big deal. People who you know, are really desperate or they, they really want it, they could figure it out and, and, they, and they could do it. Therefore, they say that although right now, looking right now for most, you know, 90% of the population, it's not a problem, but it, it, it's not edible. But since it's, not, it's very easy to turn, into, turn it back into regular alcohol, edible alcohol, it becomes like... Doesn't, it loses the status of of uh, this, uh, But that's denatured alcohol on its own. Once you see all the other chemicals they mix it with in cosmetics and stuff, you could right. distill that out. Yeah. But with they, the evil with other stuff they mix in. Yeah, yeah, they they talk so they, they, they talk about all these things. They they feel that these things like perfume and things like that. They say since it has this denatured alcohol, it is possible to it is possible to turn into. Is that, is that what they hold by like you know hand sanitizer like those things might kill germs? I mean. I've heard, like, that's yes, methyl alcohol. Who's going to drink that? That's it. That's yeah. methyl alcohol. That's and methyl that's alcohol. That's methyl. Methyl is not, yeah. Methyl, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, soy, so, you, so I'm speaking specifically about what the, what's it, the nature alcohol, alcohol, which is put into... That is ethyl alcohol. That's methyl. You're saying that it's easy to reconstitute into alcohol? Right, right. I mean, that's, they, they, they consider they, they like alcohol. So, so they say that things which... I'm sorry? In all, in all honesty, yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're coming from. Yeah. It seems to be a hood rub, but yeah. I mean, it's to, to just basically take a thing of hand sanitizer. Yeah. Hand, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll speak with hands. We'll speak with... We'll, let's, let's speak with something like perfume. Something like that. Something like perfume or something like that, which is not something which is a cream, something which is a perfume or something like that. So they say, so they say therefore, something like that, a person should not use that on Pesach. Person, something like that should not, should not be used on Pesach. Something like that should be sold with the Chavos. Or, or many times, many of these products, like I said before, it, comes, it starts with ethyl alcohol. And many times, ethyl alcohol doesn't have chametz in it in the first place. This is just on the chance that it has chametz in it, they say, they say the summer. I saw a list of, ethyl, of, of the companies in the United States, this is from a couple of years ago, the list, of the companies which produce ethyl alcohol in the United States, 30 companies or something like that. Of the 30 companies, 28 of them make it completely from corn. Of the, of the 30, there's only two which make it from, from chametz, and of those two, one of them makes it sometimes chametz, sometimes they make it out of corn, and the other one makes, makes it out of chametz. Why don't we go by Rome, then? Okay, so if you don't know, you're right. If you, if you don't know, then it's... Uh, you don't and know. But if, if, you have, if you have you have a list, that's to say, the ARPs, as I said, to nowadays, this is all in general rules. Today, Baruch Hashem, is Afshad Dari. There's a list of everything. And on the list, you'll find that most things on the list are not a problem. So most things, uh, that's what I'm saying, you know, it sounds like a chumrah, but for the most part, it's not really, it's not really that much of a chumrah, because most things don't have any of these problems in the first place. I'm just saying where the problems came from, and why, what, what the need for the list was in the first place. But again, with the list, like I said, the people who went through all the facts and verified everything, they, they came out as mostly not a problem. Yes? Can I just something? Yeah. people here are assuming that, well, I wouldn't turn it back into ethyl alcohol. That's not, I don't think that was the reasoning of the rabbis. I think the reasoning of the rabbis was that when bread becomes moldy, 
it's a fundamental change and you cannot demold the bread. You can't turn it back into its original state. Mm-hmm. What you're saying here, in this case, when you're denaturalizing alcohol, uh-huh. that it it's not a fundamental change to the... Change. So the issue right. is fundamental change rather than uh-huh. alcohol, right. as opposed right. to whether we're going to take a deodorant and filter it. Right, right. That's, that's a good point. You say it's not a, you, the, the alcohol they change is not a fundamental change. Right, right. That's, that's yeah. Um, I understand this uh, point, Lachatkhila. What about the Diyavid? Diyavid, if someone has it? Yeah. So, if somebody knows specifically something like this has chametz in it, the place, if you have a, a liquid, a perfume or deodorant which you know has chametz in it, the place can say that it's best not to be used. But does that have chametz. to be like, uh, you have to be, mitzvah beer chametz? No, no, not to beer chametz, don't beer just put away the chametz which you sell and sell it to the guy and that'll be fine. Don't use it on Pesach and put it away. Let's say it wasn't sold. Uh, and during Pesach, somebody comes across. Um, you don't know. It's, everything is sold nowadays. When you go to the Rav, and you tell me you want to sell your chametz, on the list over there is uh, all the chametz you know about. Any chametz which you don't know about, which may have chametz in it, is included on that paper, and, and it's, it's sold. Anyone who goes to the Rav to sell the chametz, as, as, if he has any chametz in his house. But then, so. in terms of all concern of being a Ghana, he shouldn't use it for a different reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so when it comes to liquid, uh, liquid things which have alcohol, the nature of alcohol, which may be chametz, which is common in deodorants and in perfumes and things like that, so the place can say one should be machmer. If he knows it has chametz in it, one should be machmer. However, they say if it comes to shampoos, creams, or the, the Purell, or the hand sanitizers, things like that, that is, even if you know that it has this denatured alcohol in it, they say there it's not a problem. Because there there's no chance that even a person is desperate and something like that, that, that person is not going to turn back into, into alcohol, and they say that's, that's, that's not a problem. It's only a problem thing which will liquefy things. Things which are a solid or semi-solid, something like that, a shampoo, soaps, creams, the cosmetics, all these things, the place can say in those cases is not a problem and it's permitted to use Nikradin. You can keep it in your house, you can use it on Pesach, and all that is not a problem. Even if it has Chomets Gomer? It has Chomets Gomer, it's Nisla Vechilos Kelev, so it's fine. Yeah, this, this was saying, even if it's alcohol, yeah, because you can only drink a shampoo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you might do it once. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. There are some Paiskim, there are some who say that nonetheless a person shouldn't use these products during Pesach. There are some who say. And, and, and again, with Pesach, you know, it's a little bit tricky because you know, there's the, in the Ikra and then on Pesach, there's the strict halacha. And besides the strict halacha, there's also, you know, chumris that some people have. Messiah given over, you know, from generation to generation, and there are many chumras that people take on for Pesach, which they don't have normally during the year. And even find the Pesachim, they say that even though certain things which would be permitted for other isurim, other things during the year, but Pesach, chametz, you know, has an extra, an extra level, and there are some people who are stringent at these things. Like I said, if it's, you know, something, if it makes absolutely no difference, and you're going to buy this and you buy that one, one has... One, what is, one, is, what is, one, one doesn't have comments, one does. So if a person could, could find one without comments, not tell you if that's wonderful. But then it's not a problem. The place can do, say, the toothpaste and, and lipstick, things like that, that a person should be more careful with. Even though, really, it's not really, not really a problem, like we explained. But uh, these two things, which they go, come very close contact with your mouth, you could swallow it, something like that, the place can say, here, a person should buy kashal, it's very easy to find kashal, toothpaste, 
by the toothpaste and the makeup and the lipstick specifically, those two things specifically should be kashul pesach. Also, they say dish soap, which you wash your dishes with, also that should be, that's also the minigus to have that kashul pesach. Um, what other, like, cleaning liquids, laundry detergent, stuff like that? No, not at all. All this stuff is, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, air sanitizers, all the things like that. We're just talking about things you, you, you put on your body, mm-hmm. or something like if you swallow, you eat, or something you put in your mouth. Something which otherwise is not. Why, why is it more? Why is it better? Why is it worse? Why is it more machber? Why is it more machber? I assume the reason is because you know it goes onto your plate and it comes into your mouth, and something that you swallow, they, they gave an extra. Room. It's true. It's not an ikra din. They don't say it's awesome ikra din. None of those reasons. It's not There's no reason to ask Right, no, but they're, 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 I, think they're, I think they're saying if it has chametz in it, they're saying it's a type of chametz which could be reconstituted. That's what I, that's what I think. It's, a, it's something which could be turned back into proper chametz. You're right, it's not. If it would just be Nisla Lechilas Kel of itself, then yeah, there's no action. You're right, you're right. They just say it's, it's mitzalaminic. It's just the, the custom is to have a kashal pesach soap, dish soap, but it's not, you can't say that someone's absolutely obligated to have kashal pesach soap to, to clean the soap. Okay, so just in closing, these, you know, these are complicated halachas, and there's a lot of, every situation is different, every person is different, and especially when it comes to medicines, things, things like that. If a person has any questions, should ask a Rav and should ask a Shaila, because you know, there's a lot of factors, and we're just trying to give over here the, uh, the basic rules and where the basic, what, what things are, are based on. When it comes to specifics, again, a person should be in contact with a Rav or the doctor and clarify all the specifics. Yeah. Like, he lists all the cosmetics that have come. What's the point of